Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Andrea Kenny, and I'll be introducing this week's guest. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review before you go. On this week's episode, Emily chats with Alan Williams from Springboard Retail about what's really happening in boutique land. Alan is Director of Customer Experience at Springboard Retail and was part of the development team that designed and developed their product. He has over 10 years of experience in software as a service in the retail industry. What happens when two retail veterans get together and talk shop? Keep listening and you'll find out. So hi, Alan. Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. Hey, Emily. Thanks for having me. I would love for you to just tell people who you are, where you came, like, why are you here? (laughs) What do you do in this retail space? (laughs) So my name is Alan Williams, and I am the Director of Customer Experience and also part of the founding team at Springboard Retail. And we're a cloud uh, point of sale and retail management system. And I was... uh, Part of the our co-founder actually came out of retail, and I was part of his retail company and and part of the team that built Springboard from within the retail operation. So we're here to talk to you about retail and boutiques and just some of the things that I've learned along the way and that I'm seeing today out, you know, with the other retailers that we work with. Yeah, I love that. I think we were talking before. You know, I really love zooming out because I think a lot of us, you know, coming from a retail space, you can probably confirm this is we get really insular in our world and we kind of spin in that little world and we forget like, oh my gosh, there's new technology coming out all the time, new new ideas coming out all the time. And so to talk to someone like you is is really fun because we both zoom out a lot. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, like, what are you seeing in kind of boutique retail space right now that you feel like boutique owners need to know and need to understand? What, what are some of the biggest problems that people are having? Yeah, well, to, you know, to talk about zooming out, you know, like if, if I were to zoom out and if you look at the news and you look at, I think, the narrative right now about retail and, you know, in a very zoomed out way is retail's in trouble, Amazon's taking over the world, you know, opening up a retail business today is really hard. And I think if we were to zoom back in to our retailers, the biggest advantage that they have over an Amazon and over other really big, the corporate behemoths that are, you know, that are out there is the experience they can offer to their customers when they're coming in the door that you just can't replicate by going on Amazon and buying something there. So really knowing there's a lot that you can do, but I think ultimately it goes back to knowing your business really well, understanding your customers, your inventory, and using all of that data that you have to drive that experience that will keep people coming to your store. And, and, and that's something unique to you that only you can offer. And that's the biggest competitive advantage, I think, that our, you know, that these boutiques have today. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like whenever I see those news about retailers dying, I'm like, it's not about boutiques. Like, it's about these big people who over-inventoried, over-stored, over-grew because of they think that's what they have to do instead of looking at new markets, new channels, and, and how do you relate to the customer better, like you're talking about, like... For sure. Like this, so like we at Springboard say we work with specialty retailers and the word specialty is really the key word, I think. Like the stuff that's getting disrupted by Amazon is stuff that's not special, like paper towels and cereal, you know, and, and, and stuff like that, that, yeah, you don't need to go and have a special experience in a boutique, you know, but like the specialty retail and the, and the what they sell and what they offer in that experience is, is not, as you say, is not being disrupted. It's, and there's a huge opportunity there for people that are doing it well. Totally. And you know what? It's interesting that you say that because I've said for a long time, I think Amazon is having a lot of trouble getting into fashion and they've had to sort of do their own private label. They've had to mask it. They're doing a lot of basics and Mm -hmm. we all know that doesn't work. Like people want to see a face. People want to buy from a face. They want to know who they're buying from. And I think Amazon sort of loses that touch, which I love specialty retailer. I, you know, I hear that, but I, I think it's a great way to describe it. Yeah. And, you know, to continue what you were saying, it's the, a big part of it, you know, like you said, Amazon tried to get into it, but the, I think shopping and going out to boutiques is, as much of a social experience as it is a a practical one where you're like, I need to go out and get a shirt or something. You know, I have a party I'm going to, or I, uh, you know, have a, a function that I need to buy something for. But we know that's really not how most people shop. Even when you're going out, you know, the holidays are coming up. I actually listened to your last episode of your, um, the podcast, we talked about the holiday shopping and how a lot of the time people are going out looking for gifts, but they're actually kind of, oh, I might like that. Like they're finding something that's actually interesting to them. So, so much of that shopping experience is social and is, is, you know, not practical. And that's where our retailers can really swoop in and, and deliver on that for customers in a way that, you know, Amazon just can't do like the, and the, the, the other startups that are trying the delivery boxes. And, you know, I think it's interesting and it's practical, but it's, it's not getting to the heart of that experience that I think is driving these, you know, boutiques and keeping them successful. Yeah. I still prefer, honestly, at like a CVS to go through the person line rather than the self-checkout. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this myself. Like I want to talk to someone. I want to ask them how their day was. You know, that's like the fun part for me, especially, you know, working at home is getting to, to talk to people. It's, it's, for sure. It's definitely, I don't think that piece of shopping in general is, could ever die. Or I hope it does. I pray it doesn't ever die because there is something about that human touch piece of shopping. And I think for a lot of online retailers, doing live sales and posting themselves in pictures, doing videos has been a huge piece of how online people have grown. Do you guys work with a lot of brick and mortar or online? Like what's your mix for your company at this point? We do. And, you know, I think the, I think e-commerce is actually a super important complement to your brick and mortar presence. And it's, it's hugely important strategically to retailers of all, of all sizes, right? And there's some that are doing e-commerce only that, that are, are doing great. And then they'll, um, then they'll open up brick and mortar stores because again, there's that advantage that I think that you have when you actually have a person in the store that you can talk to. 
but we work with a wide range. There's some that are brick and mortar only that we work with. And then we integrate to all of the major platforms. So Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento are kind of the big three that we see. So we do allow you to take all of that inventory that you have in your stores, make it available to sell online, and then bring down all that order information. So you get a, v- a complete view of the customer, you know, both online and in store. That's really cool. And you guys came from a retail background. So you're a software company, Springboard. And where did this grow out of? Like, it's so interesting to me because I, I do think we need more retailers helping other retailers. And that's really what you guys are doing. Yeah, it really is. Like our story is very unique. We came out of retail. Our co-founder actually was the first and really one of the most successful affiliates of the Lily Pulitzer brand, actually. So Lily now has their own direct consumer, their own stores. But in the 90s, they went to market, you know, as a wholesaler through affiliates. And so we tried so many systems and they just weren't built for the web. So we were actually, the other interesting part of our story is that our co-founder was a really early adopter of e-commerce. And before Lily Pulitzer had a website, his website was where you went to buy Lily Pulitzer. This is like 2002 when people were saying that Amazon was a fad, you know, like e-commerce is not at all understood, but he was really before Facebook too. Oh yeah. Before everything, everything that we use today was, it was all before that. So we came out of that environment and couldn't find a system that was commercially available that, that ticked all the boxes for us, that, that allowed us to connect to the web. We had multiple stores. We wanted to be able to see inventory across stores. And a lot of the systems, you know, you had to wait a day to get for things to sync in the servers and which is crazy. So we, um, so we, we basically, and there's a lot more to it than that, you know, obviously, but I, I'm, we built the system from within the retail company to, to solve the problems that we had. And, you know, we built the system that we wanted in the market that we couldn't find. And it's a lot of hard work. It's not, it's not for the faint of heart, for sure, to build a point of sale system, but it's been great. And I think that's what really our customers appreciate when they get to know us and, and, and get into the software is that it has, has that retail DNA baked into the software, for sure. That's wild. So you guys started building this at the same time you had the stores and the e-commerce yeah, so we are our, um, Gordon, our co-founder, always used to say that we ate our own dog food. <laughs> <laughs> so we would, yeah, we did, and we all played dual roles, you know, working for the retail operation and the software company. But I, um, oh yeah, for sure, I'd be out in stores. We'd be piloting new features. Every feature that we built was piloted in a real store. Nothing was like baked in a lab in Silicon Valley. You know, it was all like built for a real specific reason and purpose and, and uh, any beta features or any new stuff that we developed was always deployed first in our, in our stores. I love that. I think it's so awesome that you are literally building it, testing it, building it, testing it. Like, I mean, that's the true thing about any business. I mean, definitely software, but any business, I think so many people think, oh, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to work on it, and then I'm going to launch it, and like, woof, like, it's going to be great, you know, and you guys are like, no, 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 we're going to like, test it, try it, build it, and and that probably gave you a much more robust product than something you just sat in a dark room coding. <laughs> For sure, you know, and it's funny that you just, that you said that too, like the, you know, we like, because I think we thought that was going to happen to a certain extent, that we would build this great product, because we knew, we knew it was good, we knew it solved a, a pain point that there was a hole in the market that we knew we were filling. And I think we thought we were going to build it and everybody would come, you know, (laughs) 
and actually like the building the product is is the hard part but but marketing and sales is also the hard part too for sure Um, you really do have to work at it constantly and keep iterating and and trying things and it's and i think it's very similar to having a boutique i think honestly it's it's not something you can just set up and put your sign on the door and say we're here and it's just there's more to it than that I think it's a really hard lesson for all entrepreneurs to learn, honestly, is that like, you know, my husband jokes, he says, I'm on the 17th year of my overnight success story, you know, and that's kind of like the entrepreneur's journey, you know, it's like, that's what we're all doing. But, but the marketing piece of it is really big. And I think, you know, from your perspective, do you feel like there are some retailers, specialty, you know, retailers out there who are really doing it right? And like, what are they doing to really grow their business? Oh, yeah. You know, we have one of the key things that I I see that I think is really important is so like when you start a boutique, what a lot of what we see is the owner of the boutique is the is the manager and the operator. And it's like is out there on, on the sales floor you know, every day and, you know, knows the customers and has the relationship. That's kind of like the heart and soul of a lot of the boutiques that we see out there. And as those boutiques become more and more successful, the owner, I think, struggles with, you really can't keep playing that role. You know, like you can't be the pitcher every day. You, you have to do other stuff and and that shifts a little bit. And I think the retailers that navigate that shift and are able to get more strategic and take a step back from actually being the person every day who's on the floor, but like getting into your system and understanding your data and what's selling and getting more into inventory planning and really optimizing your inventory in your store. And then that's like the inventory side of things, right? And then the customer side of things, knowing knowing who your customers are, really doing some analysis there. If you're omni-channel and you're online, investing in that, getting that off the ground and, and, you know, and reporting holistically on your customers across brick and mortar and offline. And then, okay, maybe it's working really well and we open up a second store and you can't be in both places at the same time, right? So navigating that shift from being the one who does it all to being the one who's building it and bringing in others who can help achieve your vision is, that's that's the big chasm to cross, I think. Um, I totally it, agree. Yep. Have you been waiting to join Six Figure Boutique Blueprint? I bet you have. Guess what? Doors are opening very soon. Six Figure Blueprint, if you haven't heard about it, is my 12-week signature course. It is the one that transforms people's lives, transforms their businesses, and it's coming back for the last time this year, next week. This is the last time we're offering it. I have a lot of great bonuses when you sign up, but this course is for you. Number one, if you've taken Boutique Basics Bootcamp, you are ready for Blueprint, okay? I want you to know that. Or if you have a boutique business where you're making anywhere between two to three and $12,000 a month and you're ready to go to the next level, Six Figure Blueprint is for you. It's the advanced level two course that I teach. So it's going to go deeper into mindset. We're going to go through a lot of specific marketing things, social selling, inventory management, Facebook ads. Yes, this is where I teach Facebook ads. It's 12 weeks with me and it's going to completely transform your business so that you move into the fall and holiday season set up and ready to go to make a lot of money, make a lot of friends, and finally have the boutique business that you've always dreamed and wanted. 
hope to see you inside. The website to sign up either for the course or to sign up for the waitlist is www.sixfigureboutiqueblueprint.com. The waitlist will be there until the doors open. The doors are only open for a week and then we shut them and we're closed. I hope to see you inside. This is my favorite course. I love teaching it. See you there. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I always joke that there's like, so you start, then you grow, and then you scale. That's the way I see it, right? And so it's that grow to scale piece that I think, and scale doesn't necessarily in my mind always mean more stores, more places, but it does mean shifting, like you're saying, from working in the business to then working on the business. Correct. And being out of it. And I think you know, from a women's perspective, I think that's the hardest because you love that connection. You love being on the floor. That's what like keeps you going. So to separate yourself from that, I mean, it's sort of like a a loss in your life, honestly, like moving to that new position. But I will tell you the women that I've seen, you know, just my clients alone who've navigated that successfully, they feel so much more freedom. And I think that that with more data, and I think this is where Springboard really comes in nicely, is with more data and more information, actually, you have so much more freedom to run your business in a way that feels like, wow, I've got a handle on this. And I can, I know which departments I'm not buying into deep enough. I know where I'm taking too many markdowns. That's what you guys really are trying to give the data to boutique owners or specialty retailers. For sure. And, you know, and go from a place where, you know, a lot of people will start on really like what I would call an electronic cash register, you know, some, mm-hmm. something like you can swipe a card, you can take payments, you can sell stuff, but, you know, you don't really understand your business. And, and you might know, oh, I know it's, I know it's selling because I'm on the floor all day and I see yeah. it all. And I, I know who my best customers are, but you, you really don't, you really don't until you're actually tracking it. And it is hard making that, that shift, but that, that is the, and, and like, I feel like it empowers them to, to really take their business to the next level because there's just, you really don't know until you get into it. And, and it is, it is nice. Like the, the journey and the idea of having your business, but at the end of the day, you, you do want to drive profits higher. That's super important. Like is that's how you, you keep the lights on and, and, you know, achieve your goals and, you know, all of that stuff. And so if you're not really looking closely at those things, you, you can't really get there, you know, and there's sometimes you can, and you do really well, like, right. Like there's some, you know, I don't know, you, you could see a half a million dollar boutique doing really well, who really isn't in the numbers. But what I see there is an opportunity to take that from maybe five to seven, as opposed, you know what I mean? And, and also increase your margins too. Um, well, and that's the, and you know, the key word you said, really is profit. Profit. You know, I think a lot of new business owners are very confused about what the word profit actually means. They say, I want to be profitable. And I'm like, well, what are your margins? How much expenses are you spent? You know, what's your cost of it sold? Where are you running on all these things? And it's like, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really care about how much money you're making each month, to be very honest. I'm much more concerned about where your margin's sitting and where you know, how much dead inventory you're sitting on. And, you know, I joke, like, I think there's, I think there's this leftover thing from sort of the direct selling world that's still kind of operating, but, you know, there was this myth of, oh, I'm making all this money. And my question to them was always like, well, how much inventory do you have? Because to me, 
you could have all the cash in your bank, but guess what? You have cash on the, on the racks too. And so if those dead each other out, what are you doing? Well, and some people have that, but without the cash in the bank too, you know what I mean? And they're relying on the next six weeks or, or two months to really, and if those two months or six weeks don't go well, they're, they're in a lot of trouble, you know, and we'd see that unfortunately, and it's a hard thing to get out of. So being, it's a, it's a big risk being overbought or maybe like light in some areas, like you were saying, but overbought in other areas, because it really is just money on, on the shelf, but it unfortunately deteriorates. It doesn't, it's not like actual money that hopefully appreciates or at least gets a little bit of interest when it's in the bank. Fashion moves so quickly. And if you have too much inventory and you're not like, and you can't sell through it, depending on this. And it depends on the size of your store. There's so many factors that go into what actually is too much inventory, but you have to really keep an eye on that because it can, it can happen quickly where all of a sudden you're, you've got a lot of inventory on hand that you can't get through at full price and, and the money isn't coming in in the way it needs to. So tell me about Springboard. So I am like, wow, I love what this guy's saying, but I use Shopify or I use something else. You know, I'm just going to use Shopify as an example. So how do I come to you and what can you offer me as a boutique owner who does want to make that shift, who does want to learn more about their reports because they've been hearing me talk about them on podcasts for a long time and they're still like, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> to me, you guys can help make that easier. So what is the process? Yeah, so great. So like Shopify is a great example of, they um, they started as an e-commerce platform and now they're, they've gotten huge they're, and they're like wildly successful, the most popular e-commerce platform. And they've added um, a lot of other functionality in different you know vertical areas, like they're doing shipping now. They actually literally today, I think, launched an email platform, which is going to shake things up. And so they're, they're trying to do a lot of things. And one of the other things that they're trying to do is point of sale. And, but their point of sale is very, very simple. It is clean, easy to use. But when I mentioned earlier, like electronic cash register, that's sort of the category I, I would put it in. Their e-commerce platform is really robust, but their, their point of sale is a little bit light. Where we come in is we bring in, so we have a point of sale. We would power the, the store sales. And then what we, where we really shine, I think, is in the inventory management and the reporting. A big process change that, you know, people sometimes, we say, graduate from some of these systems onto Springboard, Shopify, Square, you know, a handful of others. We call it graduating because they were smart enough to know they needed a system in the first place. And those other systems maybe aren't supporting the real workflows that you need to actually get to the place that we're talking about. So like one great example is purchase orders. A lot of stores don't put any of their purchase orders into their system ahead of time. They have no idea what they're committed to. And the product hits the floor and they just adjust it into their inventory and they sell it. And like, that's really out of control. And if you think about it, you know, like this, there's so much money that you've committed to inventory and buying and not knowing your number or what that is, or, or, and let alone not knowing it by category or class or, you know, vendor is a little scary, I think. And so people realize that and they say, we need a system that will help support really the whole process. So it's not just selling, it's buying and knowing what you have on hand and, and on order and reporting on it and having that feed your plan so that when you're going to the next buy or you're going to market, you're, you're doing it smartly. So we, we do that whole loop, like the purchase ordering and receiving 
inventory, really good at multi-store. If you have multiple stores, you know, moving inventory strategically across stores is something we can support. And then on top of it, all of the reporting. So reporting on what you have on hand in your current inventory, what's coming on order, sales, customers, and there's definitely an emphasis on reporting that comes from our co-founder. He was like, that was a big driver in building Springboard was we couldn't get the data that we needed to, to run the business. And that's, that's a big part of it. Well, and the reports are what give you that power. And I, like we were talking about before, I feel like, you know, the Shopify's of the world have added some reporting, but even when I work with my one-on-one clients, I'm taking those reports, putting them in pivot tables, getting percent sell-through, getting percent, you know, to total sales by department. I'm looking at all these deeper numbers and you're saying to me, hey, Emily, you don't have to do all that. We do that in our system. Yeah, like what, what you need to, you would need six different apps to plug into Shopify. And then it just kind of gets, you know, like Frankenstein-y. It just yeah. isn't really good, you know? And, and yeah. so they have a great e-commerce platform and we integrate to it for sure. But it's it's not to really grow that the brick and mortar piece of, of your business. It's it's not the best tool for that. That's yeah. what we would say. So do you, you guys really focus on the brick and mortar piece of it? Yeah. So we don't have our own e-commerce platform. We, we've it. chosen to integrate to, to best of breed platforms. Oh, I love that. And you integrate to the big ones. So what do you, like, what are some of the results you find after, so you say, you know, I love, I feel like we're very similar and we get people in step one and they're a little bit all over the place, a little bit like, but I'm selling a lot. <laughs> like, and you're like, well, you're really not. Yeah. <laughs> I know my, I know my customers. I know that. Yeah. You break the hard news to them. <laughs> and then, you know, they work with you guys for how long to start seeing some results and how long to start seeing some feeling good about the data that they have in their hands. I mean, does it, is it a quick turnaround or do you feel like it, it probably depends? I, it, it, do, it does depend. And we certainly can't take all the credit. Like if, if somebody switches over to Springboard and they, you know, their sales go up 30%, I feel a little uncomfortable taking all of the credit for that. Not saying it, I'm not saying it's never happened, but it's not like we, there's a lot of things that go into that where it's not yeah. super simple to say, you're going to do X by Y, you know, if you switch over. But another simple thing like is that, that we do that, I, that is a, to us a small thing, but for other people that have switched is huge is we allow you to upload your sales goals or your or plans by day, by store. And when you open up your dashboard to see how the store is doing, you're seeing it against a plan, you know, not just against the prior. The other thing that we show is prior year, which a lot of systems don't do as well, but, okay. but even just against a plan. And I don't have it on the tip of my tongue, but there's a metric about like X percent, like the people who plan do X percent better. And it really is true. Like if you just set a goal for the day and you yeah. tell your sales staff, on the floor, this is our plan. We have to hit it. And we have this like little thermometer where you can see, you know, that the, it goes from red to yellow to green once you hit your plan. And just having that in front of you all day when you're in the store and, and, and being focused on that, you're going to be more likely to, to hit your plan than if you're just, you know, whatever, we're just here another day trying to sell stuff, you know, but if you're actually focused on a number. So that's like one little micro example, yeah. but it just, you change the orientation, I think, of the operator and even the sales staff by, you know, putting those things in front of them. Absolutely. I mean, I think anyone that has a goal, yeah, it, it, you have something to work towards. And I think that's a lot of times with when you are in a brick and mortar situation and you have employees, 
you know, keeping them on the same page, that's a great way where when they log in, they can say, okay, you know what, we gotta, we gotta hustle a little bit this afternoon. We gotta, you know, post on Facebook, make some calls, show some new stuff. And it, it sort of drives that. That's very cool. Very cool. Is there anything else like really awesome about the system that you find users are just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It's like picking your favorite child. You know, there's so many, (laughs) so so many things that we, that we do, you know, it's really a non, like, I guess a non-product part of it is just, you know, we get very high marks, I think, for our support and for our, um, you know, customer service and, and onboarding program. And and just, I think, the other part of onboarding, you know, it being easy to use. This is like a hard thing to like just say this, we do this better or, you know, but we came from a lot of those older systems that were, you know, Windows only. You're on these kind of gray screens that are hard to use. And some are even like you have to use the keyboard for everything. And so it's really easy to use and really easy to pick up. And I think that's huge because there's a lot of turnover in, in, in retail. You get seasonal staff that come through. And and so having a system where you know that it's not going to be a huge pain in the neck to train them and get them up and running is, I think, like a really, like, it's a sort of a hidden but amazing benefit that, that we would have where we came out of retail. So we had to design the system for, we had 16 year old sales reps. We had 65 year old sales reps and you get varying degrees of technological, you know, ability there. And, uh, and so we had to serve all of those potential, um, you know, use cases. And, and I think we've done a really good job at that. So, you know, that's a big part of it. And I think a thing that, you know, thinking about the training overhead with your staff is important and, and we're really good at that. Yeah. Um, well, and I think I said to you, I was like, I see a lot of people's systems and anyone that ever uses Springboard, I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. Like, it's just, it's so like the user interface, just that sounds conceited. You know, it's, it sounds superficial, but there is something about when something looks good and is easy to use, you want to use it more. You like, mm-hmm. you you're excited to log in. You're interested in when, and when it's difficult, you're just like, I can't do it. I don't know how to, you know, and I, I have a lot of clients who go back and forth for a while. I'm like, pull the report this way. Here's how you, you know, and it's just, it sounds like for you guys, it's just a little easier, which is nice. Yep. And the, the other big thing too, is it's, and this is another thing that I, you know, is us being a more modern system than some of the systems that we built, we really built Springboard to replace is being mobile. So you can run Springboard as a cloud system. So it operates in a web browser. So you can operate Springboard on a PC and you might be coming from a system where you're using a PC and you want to minimize your capital outlay when you switch systems. So you can just use your existing hardware and that's, that's fine. But we also work on Mac and we work on iPad. And the iPad in particular, I love because it's so versatile. You can have a trunk show or a sidewalk sale and be walking around with the point of sale device and not necessarily thinking you have to have this huge cash wrap in the middle of the store, but you can maybe decentralize that a little bit, kind of like what you'd see in an Apple store when you go in there and shop. It's not, there isn't one line where you're all, you know, lining up to. And so you can do that style of point of sale with us. And then also those devices can be used for things like uh, taking a physical inventory in the store, walking around, scanning with a you know Bluetooth scanner or receiving inventory in the back. So those are other little things that are, that really are, are impactful in terms of time savings and efficiency and that, that we bring to the table as well. Cool. I just still can't get over the fact that it's retail built from retail. You know, that's, 
I was saying to you before, I feel like there's just so many people in this boutique industry space, the specialty retail, who just really don't know what they're doing. And it's sort of like this blind leading the blind situation. Like there's been companies I've asked for reports and they're like, oh, I don't understand why you need that. And I'm like, what? This is like a basic report. Like, are you kidding me? You know? So it's nice because I feel like even if someone did come from retail coming to you and you say, hey, how do I pull this specific report? You guys are going to get that. You're going to understand it. And you're going to be able to probably, if you don't have it, build it or at least have a workaround. Yeah. One of the other things that we do that I think is pretty cool is, is that, you know, goes to this topic is when you set up your account, you can choose, we call them custom fields, but you can create your reporting hierarchy really in any way that you want. So if you want department class, subclass, if you want group category or whatever you want to call it, you have complete control over that. And then all of that data is reportable. It's, you know, it's highly visible in the system. And it just, it adds a ton of flexibility so that we do get re- like these different reporting requirements and we'll get people that come to us from a variety of systems that all do things a little bit differently. And people are like, well, I like this part of it. I want to keep that. And, and, and they can do that because of that like flexibility that we have with those fields. So really good for reporting for sure. I love it. Um, so, okay. If people are like, okay, I'm into this. Emily seems into this. <laughs> How do we like get in touch with you? What's the next steps that people who are listening could take? Yeah. So, you know, we do have an offer for your listeners and we appreciate that and appreciate you having us on here for sure. So we're offering three months free to any of your listeners who get in touch with us and just mention that, that heard about us from your show. So our website is springboardretail.com. And so there's, uh, you can sign up for a demo on our website or for a test drive and we'll, you know, we'll get in touch with you and show you the system and, and talk about your business and and what you're trying to achieve and, and, you know, and see how that maps to what we do. We're very good at telling you if, if, you know, we think you're a fit. We're not like one of those sales operations that is everybody's a fit. You know, it, it, we really, if someone isn't a fit, we'll, we will tell you. I, I, that's another thing I really like about our company is we're, we want, we want to line up and work with people that we know we're going to be a good fit for. You sound a lot like me and my philosophy. <laughs> There's definitely, I've had people say to me, have you ever worked with someone who like they just weren't a good fit or you thought, man, like, I don't know if I can help them. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And there's a part of you that wants to encourage and wants to say you can do this. And then there's another part where it's like, I don't want to lie. And you know, like that doesn't feel good. Like, But no, I definitely, I want to encourage anyone who has, especially a brick and mortar store, who's either looking to grow or looking to get more into their data, come at least do the demo with you and just see if it feels right. You know, it's, if it doesn't feel right, fine, but it's half an hour and you know, you'll, you can see, cause, cause I do think that as much as I can teach people how to read reports and pull reports and all that jazz, there is a point where you're going to just want it to be easier. And that's what you guys provide, which is pretty cool. Yep, for, for sure. And we can help, really help, you know, take you through every step of the way, getting your reports set up, talking about hardware, and you know, we're, we're good at that part of it. We've, we've done it now many, many times, so. I love that. For sure. I love a more intimate experience. I feel like it's it's just, it's where my people are at. Like, they, they want to have their hands held a little bit. <laughs> we call it actually uh, spring training. 
So that, that's our little like clever. So cute. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm going to direct people to springboardretail.com. Thanks so much for coming on, Alan. This has been just like a fun, it's always fun to talk retail. I joke, I'm a retail nerd. I just like talking about the business and, and I'm, I'm a nerd for good reports. So. Well, thanks so much for having me. No, this has been great. Really nice to talk with you. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.